there and welcome to the podcast Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to it. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified and that you would be edified in listening. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to find it and open it up and follow along. I'm going to be reading from Revelation chapter 21, starting in verse 4. Revelation chapter 21, starting in verse 4. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write, for these words are the faithful and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give to the one who thirsts from the springs of the water of life without cost. Today's topic is, Do You Hurt? Do You Hurt? And before we go too much further, I want to encourage you to please go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase, and there you can find out more information about us. We have a statement of faith as well uh, as links to our social media account. We're really moving off of Facebook if all possible. Facebook keeps censoring things that we put out, and so we opened up this MeWe account some time ago. And I realize most people are on Facebook, but please, if you all possible, I would encourage you to go to mewe.com and find us there under Biblical Question. In fact, we're doing things on uh, MeWe that we're not doing on any other social media account, and that is posting a weekly uh, country that we uh, want us to all pray for that's being persecuted, uh, things going on in their government uh, that are going against Christians or the church there. And that way, as a core group, we can be praying together. And I know we have quite a few prayer warriors uh, that listen to this podcast. And so please, uh, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, We can also start a mailing list. We have not done that yet. We have talked about it. And if you want to do that, uh, email me at biblicalquestion, all one word, all lowercase, at juno.com. Or you can also just do that through our webpage and and make a note in the subject line that you're wanting to be a prayer warrior or you have a question that you want answered on the air, a Bible question. We just get so much spam, and I just really don't want your email to get lost in the shuffle. And so uh, we would literally think that would be great. We would be honored. Uh, Please hit that like button and follow us. We we gain more followers each and every week, uh, more and more listeners each and every week. We get lots of positive feedback and encouragement uh, through the different apps that we're on. And so please uh, do that. The more likes and follows we get, the higher our ranking gets in those uh, particular podcasting apps, making it easier for people to find us. And so please tell your friends and family about us. Uh, we know that... Uh, we all have a very busy schedule, and some parts of the world, actually over half of our uh, listeners, are from countries that there's not internet in everybody's home. They have to go to an internet cafe to download and listen to our podcast. So uh, please pray for this podcast as well, that we'll continue to have 
the resources and the time and everything that we need uh, to put all this together to have a, a good quality podcast each and every week. We just really enjoy doing this. We would really appreciate that too if you'd pray for us. And so again, the title of our podcast this week is Do You Hurt? You know, one of the reasons our, our faith, I believe, is, is so weak at times is due to how we view God. However we view our Heavenly Father really truly does affect our faith. Some people have troubles viewing or understanding the Father, thinking that the Father does not care for those who are hurting. And I just really don't believe that's a true statement. It, it might feel that way to you, but that's, that's just not true. Uh, to think that the Father doesn't care for individuals or groups uh, or, or groups that he might think is insignificant, I don't believe that to be true either. I think he holds precious uh, to everyone. He died for all of us. And if we're in the blood, we're, we're in his uh, fold, his flock. Uh, he's our shepherd. He does care. He wants to take uh, care of us. You can read uh, throughout the writings of the prophets and the cries and the pleas that were made to the kings at that day and time and, and to the rich on behalf of the Father who sent them. I mean, some of those messages uh, to those leaders were stop taking advantage of the poor. Uh, quit putting the widow down, take care of the orphans, and turn back uh, to him and, and quit worshiping false gods. Quit trusting in yourself. Quit trusting in other nations to take care of you. Uh, quit trusting in the king to take care of you because God has always wanted to take care of his people. You see, no matter how busy Jesus was, he took time to help the dying, they're hurting, and anyone who had been cast aside by the society at the time. God has a heart for those who are hurting spiritually, and yes, he does physically too. Again, if you have a Bible, please open it up and follow along and mark your Bible to John chapter 4, John chapter 4, and then turn over with me to John chapter 14. I'll be reading from the uh, New American Standard here. John chapter 14, starting in verse 9. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? These words I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of my works themselves. So, if we want to know what the Father looks like, and, and how the Father thinks, Jesus is saying right here, all you have to do is look at him, look at what he's done, words that he uses, the miracles that he has done, Jesus makes it clear enough that the Father and Jesus really are identical in their way of thinking. In fact, they're, they're one and the same. 
And I know there's a big thing within Christian circles that we have three gods, and that is false. There's only one God, and the Bible is very clear about that. He just reveals himself in three different ways. And uh, I don't understand the Trinity completely. I will admit that, but I believe it because the Bible teaches that. And I know there's several congregations over the years uh, that I was pulpit minister in. They just really struggled with that and really truly believe there was three different gods. And that's just, that's a false teaching and belief in itself. And so, again, all we really have to do, again, is, is look at Jesus. Look here in John chapter 4 with me. Here we find a woman uh, who is desperately in need of salvation. Her soul is hurting. She's really down and out. John chapter 4, in the, in the first 15 verses. So bear with me here as we read this account. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and went away again into Galilee. Verse 4. And he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a city called uh, Sinkar, near the, the ground of Jacob's grave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, being tired from his journey, was sitting there on the well. And it was about the sixth hour. Verse 7. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? For Jesus, for the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Verse 10. Jesus said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it was who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Verse 12. You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you? Or who gave us this well, and drank from it himself, and his sons, and his cattle? And Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks the water that I will give him shall never thirst, but the water that I give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty, nor come all the way here to draw. In verse 16, he said to her, Go, and call your husband, and come here. So here we have Jesus teaching just one person. That's it. He's not teaching to a crowd, a large crowd, a small crowd. He's not even speaking to the twelve disciples. Okay? One person that he cares about. See, this lady is really hurting. And Jesus knows her condition. And when Jesus begins to speak to her, uh, this day at the well. I want us to see how he treats this woman. We don't always treat people the way uh, we should when 
we're alone or, or think no one else can see us or hear us. Jesus already knew this woman had five broken marriages. Whether they passed away, uh, divorce, whatever, I, it, it's not real clear. But she has had five marriages. That is clear. But currently, uh, she's just living with a man. We might say today she's shacking up or uh, they're acting like they're married, but they're really not married type thing. Not only this, everybody in town knows this as well. She has zero influence, none at all whatsoever. So the odds that this woman uh, has those respect from those around her, pretty small. And Jesus, in his attitude toward this woman, is for all of us one to follow. You know, and it doesn't matter what the sin might be. It doesn't matter what happened in the past, how many marriages you've been through, your family loves you or not, or cares about you or not. We need to have the proper attitude like Jesus had. We need to try to understand also here, uh, there's a conflict between Jews and the Samaritans. They simply did not get along, period. And there's a long history of that. And maybe that would be a good podcast for us to do uh, in the future sometime. But they were, they were just considered uh, half-breeds or uh, they weren't even considered Jews. They did not have that pure blood. And perhaps we might call it today racism, which is a word I think in our society is overplayed anymore, but that's a whole other story. But there was just simply no love uh, between them. Okay, so, they, again, these people, the Jews and the Samaritans, did not get along. And this is why this conversation kind of starts off the way that it does. Jesus is talking to her, but she really cannot understand why would it you be talking to me, a Samaritan woman. And, and here we have the Son of God who is in the right place at the right time. This woman gives the opportunity to say something that uh, we all need to have said to us. And again, here is Jesus. He's sitting at this well when she walks up. And Jesus asks, hey, uh, give me a drink of water. You might, you and I might think, well, that's really not a big deal for Jesus to make such a request. But again, it, it really is a big deal. Look again at verse 9 in your Bible. She says, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? Jesus, in his caring love for this woman, did, not, did allow the fact that she's a Samaritan or she's a woman and that she is sinful, to get into the way of talking to her and, and treating her different than he would anyone else. Jesus does not judge her. I see no appearance of any judgment here over her sins. And again, we probably have people in our own family, uh, our own circle of friends or whatever, and Jesus doesn't ignore her sin, uh, and he shows some interest in her sins, but, and he does it so that he will be able to forgive her. But, you know, he does simply 
speak to her in a loving and caring attitude with the right heart and mindset. And I think we're so quick to judge people in our society. It's always about me, how you hurt me, how it's, you know, me, myself, and I are the three greatest people in our society. And if you don't believe me, just ask me, okay? And we need to get over that in the church. It's not about me. It's all about Christ. It's all about the King of glory who came here, who suffered and died for us. And we need to understand our sin is no worse, no better than the next person next to us. And we need to express our love and concern for each other. We need to show those who are not in the fold the love of Christ. And until we show people that we care about them and that we do love them, we don't want them to be condemned to hell uh, for all eternity. Until people see that, that we're just not after a check mark on our Bible. Hey, look what I did. I, I spoke to somebody today and I got them baptized. And, and the list can go on and on. And then we move on. You know, that's just not the way it's done. We need to, to show people continually that we genuinely care about them and their eternal destination. And that is a lifelong project. And we need to, to focus on that. All these things uh, would have shocked people and caused people to walk away with this woman. They would have been worried they're, they don't want to talk to her. They would not want her in church services with them. Uh, they, she would put a mark in the status. Uh, only sinners go to that church. Well, I hate to break the news to you. We're all sinners, okay? And I've been through that as a pulpit preacher. We, that church over here or that church over there, only the sinners go here. We're, we're the righteous. We're better than them. And that is a wrong attitude to have. Jesus he doesn't worry what others think. Because Jesus loves individuals who are hurting, who need his love, who need his forgiveness, who need his blood, who need his word in their lives. Jesus reaches out to this woman to forgive her. Just as he does to every hurting soul that he comes in contact with. All the customs, all the beliefs, all that legalism, uh, all that he was taught as a Jew or might have been told as a Jew, that told him to ignore this woman and not to talk to her. To most Jews, this woman was not even worth the time of day. Do we not have that going on in our world today? There are people we just think are just simply not worth our time of day that they don't need to hear the gospel. And how sad that that's true. I know where I work, people call me preacher all the time because I'm always preaching. I'm always uh, talking to them about the podcast. I'm talking to them about the Bible. I'm, I'm trying to uh, practice what I preach. Uh, I tell them I pray for them, and I do pray for them. And so uh, we need to be able to do this. And until we show people that we really genuinely care, that God genuinely cares, uh, they're not going to listen to you about return or burn type attitude. They're not going to care. Uh, 
they've been bombarded with messages all their life, especially, I know we're in the United States here, with all types of religious stuff. And so, uh, until you show them the genuine love of Christ, that you really care, God really cares, they're not going to listen. Oh, they might smile at you or whatever, but they'll never show up at a church building if they're still open after COVID. Jesus, in his heart, shows us the Father and the Father's heart toward sinners, toward the outcasts, toward, toward those who are hurting. Clearly, she needs a drink for her body. I mean, we all have to have water. But she also needed water for her soul. And, and this water for the soul can only come from heaven's throne. This woman's soul was dead when she first comes in contact with Jesus. Jesus was giving this woman what she really, truly needed. She needed to, to feel loved. She needed to feel accepted. And Jesus made her feel that she had value as a human being. He took time to talk with her and to do something spiritual with her. I don't know that she completely understood it all, but she felt it. And she knew that Jesus had an interest in her. But she again, I mean, I, I think she gets the big idea. She gets the big picture that there's something unique about Jesus. Again, the same is true today. Your background, uh, your walk of life, uh, whatever your situation is in your past, Jesus will take the time to heal your broken spirit. And all you have to do is give him the chance to speak to you. Yes, even us today, right here, right now, listening to the podcast, you can listen to Jesus speak. All you have to do is this. It's so easy and simple. You're going to say, oh, never heard that before. Open your Bible. That's it. Open your Bible and start to read. You may not understand everything that you read. And that's okay. I didn't either. I'm still reading and studying and thinking, ah, oh, never saw that before. Never thought about this before. Okay? We need to be reading our Bible. And just keep reading Keep praying and ask God to help you understand that. Block out all the other garbage that you've heard and just listen to the Spirit of God through His Word speak to you. And you're going to gain understanding. And this is one of the big reasons I encourage you to follow along with your Bible. That way, you have the Word of God open in front of you as well. And when you begin to understand this book that we call the Bible, it really is a love story. It is the Father's love for his creation. And his love is so great that he will send Jesus. The Father's love for you and me is the very best. He wants to give us, each and every one of us, the waters of life. This is the greatest desire of the Father, is for you and me to spend eternally our lives with him. How, how did Jesus appeal to this woman at the well? 
Again, look here, verse 10. Give me a drink. There's a saying in the days of Jesus. Only an evil person would not give another person a drink of water. First of all, was he asking for her sympathy uh, from one human being to another to give me a drink? I mean, if, if you notice in the text, Jesus never got the drink of water. I think she got so excited by this conversation is over, she completely forgets that Jesus wanted a drink of water. But secondly, Jesus appealed to her curiosity. It might be easier again. Here, let's read verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Jesus begins to tell her about a gift from God, living water. And this got her thinking. I mean, Jesus does not even have a, a cup to, to drink with or to dip any water out, out of this well. And so Jesus has given this woman uh, her attention. I mean, she just latches onto this. She, she grabs a hold of this, uh, this conversation. And Jesus makes an appeal to fulfill something in her that she does not even know that she needed. Uh, she will ask this question in the, in the next verse. Are you greater than Jesus, uh, Jacob? And listen to him again in verse 13. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. What does she want? She wants this water that Jesus is claiming to have. Now, she is probably very clearly thinking in a physical sense. She will never have to come back to this well again and draw water. Now, water weighs about 8 pounds to the gallon, and so I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to be carrying water either, and I've done that in the past where we went to a well and we filled up 5-gallon buckets of water and and carry them around to, to water plants and gardens and trees and whatnot. And that gets heavy. The water she would have got from Jacob's well would only take care of her physical needs. And she's going to have to return there on a regular basis, if not daily, uh, to get more water. The water she really needed would take care of her soul that was hurting. And Jesus is saying, this water, uh, when we get it, when we ask him for it, how do we ask for it? It's simple. How about a prayer to Jesus and say, my soul is thirsty. I crave for your word. I crave for your spirit. I need that. I need your forgiveness. You know, on the inside... Of every child of God, there is a spirit from the Godhead. He will give healing and comfort to our soul. One drink of water is so powerful. One drink will take care of our soul every day. 
as we walk on this earth. This woman, if you if you really study this uh, text really close, you'll notice she is excited over this conversation. And she drops her water vase there, and she runs back to town. She is so excited. She tells the men about Jesus and what he has done. And Jesus will, will stay there for two days. And, and the account here in John tells us that many people believed. They believed what? Well, read verse 42 with me. John chapter 4, verse 42. And they were saying to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe. So apparently they did believe her a little bit in the beginning. But notice the rest of this. For we have heard for ourselves and know that this one is indeed the Savior of the world. See, they listened to the message. And because of one person, one person who was asked for a drink of water explained, I care for you, I love you, in this conversation. Gave her the time of day. Remember, most Jews would have never, ever talked to this woman. And as Christians, are we going to talk to people who we might think are, are less desirable in our society or the people around us? Do we stereotype people? I mean, we, we are being divided constantly from different angles in this country that we live in in the United States. When are we going to start focusing on God as a church, as individual Christians, and start offering people a drink of water? Again, these people here, they believed Jesus was the Savior of the world. Simply because Jesus took a moment to talk to one woman whom nobody else probably would ever give the time of day to. Jesus piqued her interest and, and appealed to her as the one who cared about her. So as we close this podcast, do you believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world? If you do, have you acted on that? I certainly hope that you can find a congregation somewhere that is teaching the entire Word of God. Not just their favorite little chapter, not just their favorite topic, but the entire Word of God, from Genesis 1 to Revelation, where it says, Amen, at the end. I hope that you can find that. And it's becoming harder and harder to find congregations who teach the entire Word of God. So many don't even teach the basic gospel of who Jesus was and is. They don't even teach the death, burial, and resurrection anymore. They are so hung up on you fill in the blank. And that's all you're ever going to hear in a sermon. And I've been in congregations who, where the preacher just simply preached the same sermon each and every week. Oh, it had a different title, but at the end of the day, it was the same sermon, just had a, a different dress on it. And you're not being fed spiritually. We need to know who God is. We need that whole drink of water. We don't need just a sip. We don't need a, 
a sample. We need a drink to be satisfied. It is, I know more and more people are meeting in homes, more and more. And I really think that's probably where the church is headed. Uh, in America, I think that's just a matter of time for true Christians. They, I know several people that just I can't find anybody, and we live in the Bible Belt, who teaches the entire Word of God. And so we're meeting in homes. Uh, we have actually church groups who play this podcast for their uh, weekly Bible study. And I, we get positive comments. And so please tell others about us. Make sure you hit that like button and follow us. So when we release our weekly podcast on Saturdays, you get an alert and you can listen to it. You can do so uh, through our webpage. There's a, a page there. That you on our webpage that you can click on and you can listen to it right off of our webpage. And so we're out there all over. And like I said, we've got people from all around the world who listen to us and we thank God for that. And if you've been blessed, please let us know. Uh, contact us through our webpage. We'd love to hear uh, the positives. And yes, we do get a few negatives and that's just part of life. And we pray for those folks and, and hope that... Uh, Whatever it is that they're searching for, that they can find it. We try to uh, encourage them and dialogue with them, if all possible. Again, I want to thank you for listening. And if you are hurting, please give that pain uh, to God. Pray about it. Uh, we, we are all sinners, and we hurt each other sometimes without realizing it. And it might take years for those pains and sufferings to come out. And that person may never know it. Uh, they may know it, don't know how to handle it, don't know what to do about it. And, and asking for revenge and vengeance and, and all that, we, we need to drop all of that. We need to let God take care of that and heal us. And we need to talk to people like this woman, the less desirables of our society. It's up to them if they want to accept the message or not. Let God do all that. Let God weed all that out. That's not our job. We are not to be soil testers. We are just simply to broadcast the seed. And hopefully the Holy Spirit, who is much better than us, will touch those people's hearts and open doors for us. Again, thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may He have the glory. Amen.